Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 14, chapter 161. That same year, on the 23rd of September, Four youths were entrusted to the care of the fathers, all brothers, and Jewish by religion. They were very obstinate in clinging to their Hebrew traditions and superstitions. When Philip saw how stubborn they were, he predicted that they would soon give their names to Christ, and it came to pass in this manner. One day, an hour after sundown, when they were more determined than ever before to remain in their Jewish superstition, they affirmed that they wanted to live and die in their ancestral ancient religion and refused to listen to anything that they were told about Christ. Philip was not only undaunted by their pride and obstinacy, but felt himself more and more eager to bring them to Christ. He encouraged them, therefore, to pray to God that he would show them the truth and added that he would offer his mass the following day for their conversion, confident that his entreaty would be heard. The next morning, therefore, although they remained of the same mind and were determined to keep to the Jewish law, they found themselves suddenly and unexpectedly driven by the power of God towards the Christian faith at the very moment when Philip was offering mass. They told the priest, Pietro Consolini, that they wanted to become Christians. Later, after they had been properly instructed in the faith, they were baptized by His Holiness, Pope Clement VIII, in the Lateran Basilica, and changed their names. The eldest took the name Alexander, the next Augustine, the third, Hippolytus, and the youngest, Clement. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, flower of purity, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Quite amazing how prudent St. Philip was. He told these young men to pray to God that he would show them the truth. And why would he tell them this? Well, because they believed in God. God, the one true God, had revealed himself to Abraham and to Moses. He chose one people out of all the peoples of the world to be his people. All the other religions in some way were man's search for God. But with the Jewish religion, 
God began to search for man, for humanity, and to make known himself and his plan. And this one true God, which Abraham and Moses believed in, was all powerful, all good, all merciful, truth itself, interested in the salvation of his people, a God who acts in history, but also a God who promised a savior. And that savior whose birth we've just celebrated and we're continuing to celebrate, that savior is the way, the truth, and the life. And so anyone who truly follows the truth, moved by grace, is in some way, even without realizing it, looking for Christ. Jesus Christ, God the Son, is the perfect reflection, the perfect conformity with God the Father. He's God from God, light from light, true God from true God. And that is what truth is. Truth is the adequation of the mind to reality. Truth is saying what is, that it is. And Jesus Christ, the word, is what God spoke eternally, expressing all that he is in the Son of God, God the Father, expressed everything that it means to be God, except the name Father. And so he is the perfect equality with the Father, the perfect expression. And so he is the truth, the first truth, if you want to put it that way. And every other truth is in some way a reflection of the word, the Son of God. But that truth became man. And everything in the Jewish religion, all the sacrifices, all the prophecies, all the things that happened to the people converged on Jesus Christ. The full meaning of the whole Old Testament is Jesus Christ. All the words of the Old Testament, little words, little W words in the lowercase, they all speak of one big W, one big word. And so St. Philip told these four Jewish boys whose uncle had become Catholic and whose uncle had entrusted them to the care of the fathers to help their education. St. Philip told those boys, pray to God, the one God. Pray that you might know the truth. A beautiful prayer. <laughs> because who is the truth? It's Jesus. The fulfillment of the, everything they believed is Jews. And to pray to the one God is to pray to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because although the Jewish people did not know explicitly, except some of the prophets and the wiser ones, about the Trinity, they knew that God was one. And they knew that God had said, let us make man in our image. They knew that the Lord had appeared to Abraham as three the three messengers that came. They knew that somehow, some way, that God was a mystery. And so the Jewish religion, which is a God-given religion, believes in the one God, the exact God that Jesus 
told us about. Jesus says, God is one. This is the great commandment. So how can Christians follow the same God? Well, because we know the inner life of this one God. Jesus came to tell us about the full identity of the one God. The all-powerful, all-loving God, his Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are truly one. There are not three gods, but one God. And the three of them, considered as one, is part of our faith. They are the most one of any unity we could ever find. But yet, the, each of the persons is distinct. And so there's no opposition between the Jewish faith and the Christian faith. God revealed part of the truth about himself to the Jews. He gradually revealed more and more, but what they believe is true. It's just partial. Now, once Christ comes, if they reject Christ, then part of what they believe is off. But insofar as what they believe about the basic truths about God, as revealed to Moses, all of that is true. And so he tells them, pray to God. Pray to God that he'll tell you the truth. And then what did St. Philip do? He went and said mass. He went and said mass. If you want something good to happen, if you have any big concern, whether it's great or small, if it's meaningful to you, try to get a mass said for it. If you get masses said for various occasions, you'll see wonders. You'll see things go better than you ever could have imagined. For the mass is the greatest prayer there is. The mass is the making present of the one sacrifice of the cross to which all the Jewish sacrifices pointed. It's the fulfillment of every human sacrifice ever offered. And in the mass, God the Son made man speaks to his father, honors his father, worships his father in the Holy Spirit. He offers the father the great praise and adoration, and we are joined to that. And by asking for a mass for a particular intention, you're asking the priest to obtain some special fruit from that sacrifice. You're asking him to direct his attention for a special purpose. And that special fruit of the Mass will surprise us if you try it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.